Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the nat day? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Howard J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, you! That's my name! Yeah, let's go to the punk show. Introducing for your listening pleasure. And we're back. It's the High Fives Podcast, episode 72, A Nod to the Celebrity. Hello, Michael. Hello, Nathan. How are you? I'm well. And yourself? I'm doing fine. It's nice to be back recording with you again after our little layaway. Layaway. We put it on layaway. We put the show on layaway. We're still trying to pay it off. (laughs) (laughs) Layaway, shmayaway. What's that from? I have no idea. Nothing? I don't know. Okay. I see you're still rocking summer Nate stash. Yeah, until uh until Halloween. Yeah, well, yes, yes. I should know this by and now. It comes off at Halloween and we hit the restart button and then the beard starts. And yeah. then that's here for a really long time or however long winter is, which is a generally very long, time. <laughs> very long. It's episode seventy two. A nod to the celebrity. Do you have a fascination with celebrities? Yeah, I like celebrity culture. I'm yeah. not like, not like, I guess not new celebrity culture stuff. Like, like I'm not into like Instagram famous or like right. reality star famous, but I'm always like curious about movie stars and especially if I, I enjoy them and stuff like that or like sports stars or. We have so much more access to them now too, right? Like just the, the amount of of uh, people that are capturing them all the time and the amount of like kind of um, the amount of, of conversation, I suppose that they're able to have with fans now. Like, yeah, that's good or bad, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As we've seen. (laughs) So in, in the punk rock world, did you find it easy or challenging to find five songs about celebrities? I found like lots of like, there were lots of songs about characters, but not so much about like actual people. I guess I went with a loose term celebrity, so oh. it was it's easier for me. <laughs> Fast and loose. That's yeah. the moke way. I guess it depends what you define a celebrity, right? Like, so. What do you define as celebrity, Michael? I would say anybody that has some sort of notoriety. So Anyone. whether, it, yeah, like. So yourself, you're you're, you're a bit of a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks I'm a celebrity. Okay, so that doesn't count. That's where the line is drawn. Yeah, is that the, you? Well, if there's a song about me. <laughs> no, I like, you can go like, there's actors and sports stars, musicians, like historical figures. Sure. Valiant Thor. See, I just I, want to talk about Valiant Thor again. <laughs> please do. I've I just been, want to I, know more. I want to know more. <laughs> you left me hanging. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I feel like many listeners felt like they were left hanging as well. I'm it's like the cat on that poster, you know, and it says, just hang in there. That was me <laughs> after the last episode. <laughs> I was like watching so much conspiracy stuff after that episode. Even afterwards, like, yeah, you, you couldn't well, stop. Well, HBO had like a UFO show and like, wow. ah, man, it's bad news bears. Have you stopped? I mean, it's been like, what, two months now, right? Has it been two months? Yeah, I yeah, haven't listened to. I haven't listened to a podcast about any of that kind of stuff. Or <laughs> I watched the rest of that UFO show though. That just finished like last week or the week before. So did you quit cold turkey? No, no, it was a just, weaning process. You gotta wean off, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I might watch fair. a couple a couple X Files episodes just to like you know get out of it or unsolved mysteries. You know, just see what Robert Stack's up to. <laughs> well, he's dead. That was the biggest downfall of the new Unsolved Mysteries was there was no Robert Stack. Like there was no Robert Stack and then there was no Robert Stack figure. Like you need yeah, some guy doing that. Because that mobster guy did it, right? The guy that's from Goodfellas or whatever, or I think he's in Peter Fontana or Ferreira or something like that. He did it after Robert Stack, right? But like in the new ones, like they, they put yeah, out yeah, new, the new, new one, ones. Yeah, yeah. The new new ones on, on Netflix. Yeah. Which are interesting, but they weren't really Unsolved Mystery-ish. They were more like... Dateline shows I yeah. found I, I suppose that's true Mike I'm going to shove the clutch in I'm going to switch gears And we're going to talk about some music That's what we should do This yeah? is a music podcast No I'm one gonna... cares about my conspiracy <laughs> theories shit <laughs> I'm not I... Joe Rogan here <laughs> Don't open that box Mike Leave it yeah. closed Fuck that box Yeah Wow <laughs> Alright <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I've been listening to Mike I'd like to know what you've been listening to. I could tell. I could see it on your face. Even though we're not in the same room, I could still see it on your face. One day we'll be in the same room again. One day. We've logged over, we've logged 20 hours on this thing since the pandemic. That's stupid. My first selection for you tonight, Mike, uh, has been a very, uh, a much talked about album. It's uh, The Bronx. The album is six. It's just straight up rock and roll album. I think it's going to be a contender for the top five year ender. It's just, it's so good. It is all systems go from, you know, the moment that, that you hit the play button. Um, I really like this album. I'm not a, I'm not a huge Bronx fan. Um, I think four was, uh, one of the other albums that I really liked front to back. Um, but, uh, but this one definitely sticks out as a full album for me. So that's what I find interesting about this. I'm curious to see how like Bronx fans feel about it because I'm not a huge Bronx fan and this is way more appealing but I also felt like this was like potentially more commercial potentially a little bit different in production style and and singing style and stuff so I'm curious if if you're a diehard Bronx fan does this album appeal to you or is it too off the track see I think it comes with the heart of the Bronx and I think it it's it's like that album that invites new listeners but doesn't alienate the old ones okay that that was sort of where I was going with like is that that would be my question with it but That's I, my hot take. I'm not a diehard Bronx fan, so I, I can't answer the question as that person. But from the Bronx fans that I know, they seem to like it. All right. So far, so good. Uh, the next one, I mean, I've been listening to a ton because it's been two months and I feel like there's been an influx of music, but I, I've kept it to just four. Okay. The, the four main ones, let's say. Mm-hmm. The four that have kept my ear for the last two months. Uh, the next one is Cat Bite. The album is Nice One. Uh, sophomore record from Cat Bite, the ska revival continues, Michael. 
And uh, and this is just what it needs. It's polished, catchy songs, uh, fronted by a woman with a great voice. Um, I really like this album. Um, do you know, this is something that I just found out today, that um, just in April of this year, of 2021, they decided to redo their first record, their debut record. Um, so if you're not into ska, that's cool because um, they did uh, two versions of their first record, a Yeehaw version and a hardcore version of the same record. Yeah, both are awesome. Yeah, I just did a quick preview and I mm-hmm. was like, this is actually really good. This band's really interesting to me. Like, I don't know, something about them, just, they kind of have that... And and not to pigeonhole them in any way, but like that same sort of feeling that I got when I listened to that Interrupters album, like, oh, this is this is it. This right. is like, this is the band that, f- this is their album that's like gonna right. make them better than they were. This is better than they, what they did before. Not that the other stuff is bad or like negative in any connotation. Just this is like so such a big leap. It's so good. Like this this new album's fantastic. And giving the Raging Nathans uh, a run for their money. Uh, with three <laughs> releases this year for Catbite. Raging Nathan's, man, one a week. There was another one last week. But it's not a full album. No, there's the singles. Single, right? the, yeah. It was one with the dwarves, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still impressive. Don't get me wrong. Uh, next one is uh, Band of Bastards. Uh, the album's called Delete Repeat, featuring current and former members of And You Will Know Us by the Trail of Dead and Sparta. Um, it's got like a real like 80s hardcore vibe, but like with today's production put onto it, very like punch you in the mouth type music. Uh, it's just like a frantic, raw, aggressive, and dare I say, melodic record. You dare. <laughs> <laughs> My last one is Jeff Palmer. Uh, Charts and Graphs is the album. This one, have you heard? I have. I like this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, he is a two record member uh, or was a two record member of the queers. Uh, this is his second solo full length. Uh, it's just super catchy. Ramon's core non-acoustic solo record. I was like the non-acoustic solo record when the punk rocker picks up the acoustic. There's always, there's always a little bit of hesitation there. Yeah. There's always an asterisk there. Cause you're like, Oh, are you just going to play? your songs right but like, slowed down and like there's nothing worse than like somebody who just plays like two string bar chords on an acoustic <laughs> guitar oh there's worse <laughs> is there it's like the guy that showed up to the party with the acoustic guitar that's gonna play like the three songs he knows maybe like <laughs> what are those three songs I, I don't know what's one of those three songs what I got <laughs> <laughs> what I got <laughs> I'd say Wagon Wheels on there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one for that. It is a good song, though. I really like Against Me's version of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. All right, Mike. That's it. Four four and I'm out. That's fair. I did the same thing. Cause good man. It had been a while. So, first one is Love Breakers, the album's primary colors. Um, I had heard this band single Laura a while back. Really liked it. But kind of got the feeling it was going to be like a one-off thing. Like, do you ever get that when you hear a Well, you don't really listen to singles anymore. But like, sometimes when you hear a singer, you're like, oh, this is awesome. But like, there's no way the album's going to be that good. And, I don't set uh, myself up for that, Mike. Yeah, I, I, well. We, we've I, discussed this. I like to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was pleasantly surprised. 
primary colors is awesome. I like the cover art a lot. It's got this like reminds me of like something out of Palm Springs for some reason. It's a great uh, album, man. Super catchy. I feel like it's like kind of like White Reaper's last record. Like it's of that same sound, I think. I never thought of that. Yeah, I can see that. I had them compared kind of to like Gaslight or Blacklist Royals. Like mm. They had that kind of like that kind of feel to it, but with a little bit more power pop. Anyway, yeah. I'd really suggest checking it out. They're awesome. I believe they're from England. I'm like 99% sure. 99. That's pretty good odds. Yeah. But I gotta leave, gotta leave myself some room for failure. Yeah. There's always some room. Yeah. It's not a lot of room though. It's only one one little bit of room. Well, if I say 99%, it sounds pretty confident. Like no one's going to check that out, right? <laughs> I mean, how could they? Yeah. How could they? Uh, second one is an EP called Haunting Whisper by a band called Final Gasp. Uh, this is a suggestion from Simon in the WhatsApp chat. If you like Sam Hain, uh, then you should check this out. Because if you told me it was a Sam Hain album, I would say, oh yeah, for sure. Like it sounds exactly like Sam Hain with Danzig, and it rules. It's not cheesy at all. Um, like sometimes when a band does that, like copies the sound, you're like, oh, they're just trying to imitate it. But this just sounds like it was like lost recordings or something. It's really cool. I recommend checking it out. Uh, I also had the Cat Bite album because it's been like on repeat since it came out. And last one is a band called Cluttered, who I've talked about, I think, one other time on here. They have their second EP they put out. I'm not sure if the other one came out at, like just at the end of last year or at the beginning of this year. So if not, they put out two EPs pretty close to each other. Uh, they're from Halifax. Uh, Accidents picks up off their last EP. It's about 10 minutes of solid pop punk. Uh, really catchy. It features members of Weekend Dads, Jabber, and Future Girls. And there's a song with one of the singers of Wares, who are from Edmonton, I believe. And just a sidestep, if uh, if anybody's interested in donating, Maddie, who is the singer for Cluttered, is trying to raise money for gender-affirming surgery. And uh, it's there's a GoFundMe set up for that. So I'm going to link that on, on the website and on our Instagram if anybody feels like donating because it's pretty costly and it could really help somebody out. So don't feel like you have to, but if you do, that'd be awesome. Uh, and if uh, more importantly, check out their band too. Nice. That's it. That's it. We can get to the topics now. The topic at hand, as it yeah. were. Do you think we're going to have any crossovers? I don't know. I, I, you know, like when I started going down the rabbit hole of the top five songs with a celebrity nod, the ones that I could find of actual people, as opposed to like characters that they played, I don't even know if the song was about them. It was just like, they were using their name in the song title. Um, and like lots about like musicians, but like not a ton of like Hollywood stars or, well, a musician is a celebrity, Nate. It's true. But like, I always think of celebrities as like with that word celebrity as like movie stars, TV okay, stars. That's, that's fair. I didn't pick all those because like I say, it was hard. I'm going to start out my list with, uh, with a celebrity that's not a Hollywood celebrity. Um, arguably a celebrity of the worst kind. The celebrity that's forced upon somebody. Somebody Ooh. that came home one day and all of a sudden the next day, you're a celebrity. And like, this is a celebrity that like, I don't think anyone would want. This person, 
that I'm about to name <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is still like remembered. You know, like so many yeah. of these types of celebrities, they're forgotten, especially in today's day and age. Like they get like a week. But this guy is still like still has name recognition at the very least. Uh, the guy's name is John Wayne Bobbitt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly the response I was hoping for. Um, and uh, the song is called Bobbit by SNFU off of the album Fayou Laba. I found out today that it's actually an acronym. Did you know that? I didn't. What does it stand it, for? Fuck you up like a bad accident. That sounds like a, an SNFU yeah. record, doesn't it? I like that. I wish it was actually referred to like that. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'd get that on a shirt. It was deemed too long. <laughs> um, I read somewhere that Chai wrote this album from in front of a TV. Like he just was basically in front of a TV for a matter of days, weeks. I, I don't know how long, but that's when he wrote this album. And this album is really a full-fledged nod and a wink and a gun to uh, pop culture and celebrity. Very much a time capsule of 2008. So, yeah, I mean, John Bobbitt. I mean, we all know who he is. We all know how he became a celebrity. <laughs> so my question is, do people now know who he is? Yeah, they I do. Think so. so. Okay. Like, I know he keeps popping up in stupid things, but I guess not too many people get their dicks cut off or being an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> he doesn't really. Like, he, he doesn't really pop up much in the world now but like i feel like because it was such a bizarre story with just and i don't know because he blew up in the way that he did mm -hmm. you know like he didn't just go away like after it was all kind of said and done like i don't know if you know but afterwards he formed a failed band called I did the, not though that <laughs> the severed parts <laughs> great name then he went on to star in a couple of pornos well i knew that the John Wayne Bobbitt uncut, uh, followed by the smash hit Franken Penis. Um, oh, dear God. And then he appeared in uh, the WWF for a short stint. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that either. Well, it's true. Um, but then, sadly, his story has a cliche where are they now ending? And I'll just leave it at that. So there you go. Yeah. We're out of the gates with Bobbitt. Bobbit, hey? Crazy. Forgot about John Wayne Bobbit. Thanks for ruining my night. Never forget, Mike. <laughs> what a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> my first pick is a song about a musician. Okay. Uh, the, the band is called Explosivo. Do you know Explosivo? Explosivo. Yep. No. They're a punk band from Long Island. And the song I chose is called Metallica Died with Cliff Burton. Off oh. their album... If the Devil Had a Guitar. Wow. So, Explosivo features members that would go on to form Wax Phantom, Iron Sheik, and Small Arms Dealer, while Metallica had members that would go on to form Megadeth. This is where you laugh, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Metallica? You know, I've never been much of a Metallica fan. There's, they're one of those bands, and there's, there's a good handful of these bands that I was just kind of like... At one time in my life, I'm like, they have enough fans. They don't need another fan. That's fair. I'm always yeah. been a, I've always been a sucker for Metallica. I like them a lot. I always want to hate them. And they do so much stuff that makes you want to hate them. Sure. And then I'll see them live and I'll be like, ah, fuck, I like them again. 
Or they'll put out an album and then I like it again. I, I have a soft spot for the Black album, which tonight is the eve of the, I think it's 20th or 25th. It's got to be 25th anniversary of it Yeah, uh, that they're releasing tomorrow. And they've got uh, that four disc cover album with it. Yeah. But I, I have a soft spot for the, the Black album. See, that's interesting. I That's like one of my least favorite Metallica albums. Yeah, that was I, the first one. I think it was the first one I heard, to be okay. honest. That's fair. I just, I don't know why. Like, I just, I still like rarely go back to it. I don't hate it, but I, there's parts of me that almost like load more than that album, which is Well, terrible. that was the one where they cut their hair. They stopped being yeah. metal. They started being a radio band. Yeah. And I right? think, yeah. So it's got a bad connotation with load because of that, but whatever. Black album's okay. But uh, I'm thinking along the lines of Explosivo, that a lot of people think Metallica started sucking when Cliff Burton died. So um, I'm assuming everyone knows Cliff Burton's story. And you're a bass player, so I'm assuming you know Cliff Burton's story. I've, I've played the bass. I don't know that I'm a bass player. Yeah, you slapped the bass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever really slapped it. All right. I don't know if like not having Cliff would have like kept them on the same... Like if Cliff was still in the band, if they would have kept on the same trajectory or if they would have like stopped things like load and reload or sane anger. But he did rule and uh, this explosive album rules. So I went with that song. Can you believe Cliff Burton and Lars Ulrich were ever in the same room? Like, I just <laughs> feel like Cliff Burton would have would hate Lars Ulrich. Do you think that we just have this like skewed version of Cliff and even Lars? Like, no, we know Lars now. We don't know Lars then. Like Lars was a pretty cool dude in that scene. You think at some point? I don't know. Dude, I, he, I feel like he was always that guy. I think he introduced like a zillion people to that kind of music that none of them knew before. Like he brought all those Euro bands to them. There's not even know. a zillion people in the world, Mike. Okay. Fuck off, Nate. <laughs> Let's just hear our songs. All right. Bob it. SNFU and... Explosivo, Metallica died with Cliff Burton. Yes. Yeah. 
Stop it! like when we do these types of lists mike you always come armed with like these really in-depth stories or like you you come armed with like something that no one would ever find and somehow you found like the lyric in there that's just like this this linked lyric to the 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 topic do you have any of those for us coming up we'll see we'll see (laughs) okay (laughs) but thank you for giving me like some uh some crazy credit there (laughs) what's true I'm always blown away. I'm always very impressed by by the deep dives and the digs that you do. I, I often wonder, like, do we have the same Internet? Like, do you have a different Internet that you access to find these things? Oh, yeah. It's like the super Internet. You, you got to pay a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> right. Well, that makes sense. You're probably using Bing, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bing's the way to go. Like, if yeah. you're using Google, you're not going to find that story. You Bing that anything. shit. Yeah. You go every time. Every time every time right to the money my next song uh 
is by a band that I thought I played a lot more on this on this podcast, but in 73, 72? You said 72. Say? All right, said, 72. I trust you. In 72 episodes, I've only played them twice. That's pretty impressive. It is. So they're getting their third appearance on number 72. The song is called Russell Crowe's Band. The band that sings this song is Frenzel Rom, and the album is San Susi. It's pretty self-explanatory when you start <laughs> listening to this song. In, in full Frenzel form, there are no punches pulled uh, in this song. I mean, Russell's a pretty unlikable guy. And, you know, arguably one of the biggest celebrities to come out of Australia. So I, I like it that an Australian band chose to chose to take aim at at Russell Crowe. I, I don't know the guy. I, I don't know anybody <laughs> who knows the guy. Oh, but Russ. Like, he just seems super unlikable and like has been, you know, a, a target of of media for for many years for beating people up or or throwing telephones at hotel employees and just being like pretty unapologetic about it. So I think you would call him an old mate? <laughs> no, but I don't think old mate is endearing either. No, I don't so think may, so either. Maybe people do call him old mate. <laughs> old mate Russ. <laughs> <laughs> but like kind of the funny thing about like calling out his band is that, well, I guess it's not funny. In 2016, allegedly he got into a fight with a rapper after she told him his music taste was shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's I think it's a little bit funny that that uh that Frenzel wrote a, a song about his band being absolute garbage. I've never actually heard Russell Crowe's band, but I'm gonna assume they were garbage. Well, I mean, come on. Has there ever been a celebrity band that was good? Ever once? I was just trying to think of that right now, like in my head. Is there anything like I know people like Kevin Bacon's band like not art for like genre of music we like but I feel like there's people like Kevin Bacon's band and Kevin Costner's band or maybe I'm just confusing them both as one band <laughs> the Kevins are they called the Kevins <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like one of them plays like country festivals and they're like kind of okay in the country folk world but would they be anything if it if they didn't have their their movie star notoriety probably not right like yeah that's what i wonder like are they getting a shot just because of that it's kind of like completely like when, when musicians try to act too yeah yeah it's the same thing it's it's very rare that it if ever that it works mm -hmm. you know nobody's like i can't wait to see the new 50 cent movie <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's ever been said in the history of time and nobody's lining well maybe they are they are lining up to see johnny depp play the viper room probably yeah johnny depp actually that that kind of shit pisses me off more than anything because you know he's probably not good at all but somebody's like i want johnny depp in my band and he gets yeah. whatever he wants well like keanu reeves is in a band too i like keanu reeves he's presented as a nice guy in the world i think he he probably is but i don't want to listen to his band i feel like his band was before he got famous he had a band though too he might get cred that way I, I feel like it can't be the same band, though. There's oh, no, no way. way. No right? way. I'm 99% sure. <laughs> this song is all about how Russell Crowe's band sucks. Which we're 90% sure is true. N 99. 99? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Nate, you know how I like a good gimmick band, right? I do know that. This has been well documented through this podcast. So it's no surprise that I love the serial killers. 
Do you like the serial killers? I do. I really like that that latest EP that they put out. Yeah. So if if you aren't aware, the serial killers are a band based around their love of cereal. <laughs> I guess with a <laughs> like, C. Yeah. The breakfast food. Uh. So if you haven't had a chance, you should check them out. They're pretty awesome. I think they'd be pretty fun live. Uh. And they play in costume. Anyway, <laughs> of course they do. What do they dress up as? Which ones do they dress up as? I can't as? Do you remember. Know? I can't remember off the top of my head. I feel like there's a bunny. Okay. Maybe like a tricks rabbit kind of thing. I, it's it's. I'm drawing a blank. But okay. All right. So I went with Batman Bank, which is a reference to the Batman serial that came out for Batman 1980 or the Batman movie in '89. Yeah. Uh, and there was a Batman Bank toy that you could get with that serial. Do you remember it? The cereal? No, I remember the cereal, but do you remember the Batman bank? I don't. Uh, like once I looked it up, I kind of vaguely remember, but I don't remember. I, do they still make cereal that's like for movies? That was like no. such a rad thing when we were kids. Like or TV just, shows, right? Yeah. Mr. T had his cereal. Oh, yeah. And right? like there was so many cool things. <laughs> I was such a sucker for those kind of gimmicks too. Oh, yeah. But I always like... I I loved the prizes in the cereal, which is I think non-existent now. Yeah, they don't exist anymore, really. And I always hated like send in your barcodes and we'll give you this. Like I imagine that was the Batman Bank was like that, where you had to like send a bunch of shit into them, and then like a year later, maybe you'd get that thing. Yeah, maybe. The song name drops Michael Keaton, uh, Arnold, George Clooney. Uh, I think a couple of the other people. Um, <laughs> the other people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you? I found out this this out today because there's a new comic coming out called uh, Batman 1989, which is the first two movies, and then there was apparently a third movie that he had planned to do, but just never got the rights to do, or just never got hired to do it. So they moved on from Tim Burton on it. Did you know oh, that there wow. was going to be a third one? No, that I would have been rad. I had no idea. So this comic kind of. Like incorporates that bit of story, huh? That. So that's cool. I want to check that out. Russell Crowe's band, Friends of Rom, and Serial Killers, Batman Bank.
nipples on the bat suit. They replaced Billy D. Williams with Tommy Lee Jones. They stopped making serials, but not sequels. Eventually, Arnold Schwarzenegger played Mr. Freeze and got top billing in the film where George Clooney played Batman. And that's where it all comes from. Is this the one, Mike? Is this the one that's the deep dive that I'm just like, oh, I'm left speechless? Yours or mine? Yours. I, I don't know if I'm going to impress you this time. Really? This is going to be the letdown episode? We should just call it that then. Okay. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's start over. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go to bed. <laughs> We're halfway there. We're at number three. Are we living on a prayer? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, this is a band that arguably has a ton of celebrity points. So it was just a matter of picking my favorite one. Um, their older stuff isn't recorded that well. So it was much easier to, to pick from the um, latter part of their catalog. Um, this song is called I Love Michael J. Fox. It's oh. by the Hexdolls on the album play with heart why would i pick this song it's a ridiculous song <laughs> but i too love michael j fox oh i love michael j fox like from his his early days as alex p keaton to his you know latter days of appearing on curb your enthusiasm as himself he is a canadian treasure for sure man like he's a he's an idol like when I was a kid, I loved Michael J. Like I loved Family Ties. That's been well documented. Yeah, well documented. <laughs> but I like like Teen Wolf a lot. I like Yeah. He's just a great a great guy. And to think he almost wasn't in Back to the Future. Yeah. Which is crazy. Have you watched that that Netflix show, uh The Movies That Made Us? Yep. Did you watch the Back to the Future one? I did. Was there things in there you didn't know? I didn't realize I had known that story, but I didn't realize they filmed as much as they did. Yeah. Like uh, half the movie almost. And it like the direction of it being like a dark movie, like a dark drama as opposed to like a sci-fi comedy. Yeah. It's weird how that changed (laughs) (laughs) through the actions of one actor. (laughs) It's wild. I I also really enjoyed like how they talked about what a weirdo Crispin Glover is. Yes. And like, I have a much better understanding why they didn't ask him back for number two. (laughs) (laughs) He's a, he's an interesting dude, man. Really, really interesting. Um, another song of note from the, the Hextalls and one that I, I did consider, but again, it's, it's off their self-titled record, not a great recording. Um, the song's called Drew Barrymore. Please don't listen to Diesel Boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just think, wow, like shots fired all over the place. Because True Drew by Diesel Boy was a song I checked out. Turns out does not stand up. Sweet. Have you ever seen Class of 1984? Which is like a Michael J. Fox movie that's like a horror kind of movie? No. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, is it's, it? It's bizarre. It's like really disturbing. Uh, and Malcolm Malcolm McDowell's in it too. He's in it too. It's, is it from that time? Like, is it from it's pre? It's pre Family Ties, I believe. Wow, 
it's like a basically a it's kind of dystopian like high school with like gangs and like drug dealers it's kind of like, like just weird you should if you ever get a chance to see it and the alice cooper song and it's awesome but michael j fox right. is in it which is weird too <laughs> I love that he still goes, but like, you can't just say Mike, you no. can't say like, it's Michael J. Fox all the way every time. Yeah. No one says Michael Fox. eh? <laughs> no. Like, and you've got to be like, you, you have to live up to that. I think Michael J. Fox does. For sure. So Nate, I hate to bring this up because all we right. do it every once in a while. And it's gonna inevitably, it's gonna inevitably lead to a discussion in our WhatsApp chat. Oh, good. <laughs> so, so I think you know what band I picked. <laughs> the band is strung out. The song is Jackie O. Yeah. The song is about Jackie Kennedy or Jackie Onassis, however you want to refer to her as. Um, it's kind of interesting that like we have such a love affair with the Kennedys, don't you think? Like it is. Like we know a lot about heard like we don't know much about like do you know anything about any of the prime minister's wives no like i guess we sort of know about margaret trudeau but just because of like the lifestyle she lived pre and post being married to like pierre trudeau like because she was at studio 54 and potentially like hanging out with the rolling stones and things like that. allegedly allegedly well there's pictures but (laughs) (laughs) but anyway like other than that like do you know i don't know any of like i don't know anything about any of their wives i mean do you know who john kretchen's wife is because i don't no (laughs) um but we know all this stuff about jackie kennedy yeah but i I, and i feel like this was like and maybe i'm wrong but i feel like this was the real like shift where um american politicians especially presidents and first uh first ladies became celebrities like i feel like in today's day and age like um, a lot of them have been celebritized and I don't know that they were necessarily always, but I feel like this was the, this was the first one. And maybe, maybe it's just the way that it's been presented to us after the fact, because obviously we weren't around when, when JFK was, was president, but mm-hmm. like, do you think that they were celebrities of the time or do you think that that came after the fact? I'm just thinking in my head now, I'm wondering if it's because she was young ish. Right. Compared to, let's say, like, I don't know, like, uh, like Johnson's wife, like, or like even like Bush's wife. I guess we know Nancy, but we know Nancy Reagan and she's old. Yeah. And I guess Chicks Dig It does have a song about Mila Maroney. <laughs> like that just yeah. popped in my head. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy on this. Anyway, we, there's a weird, like, s- cult of celebrity around Jackie. And, uh, yeah, Strung Out wrote a good song about her. What do you, what's your feeling on this album? So is it an album? Is it an AP? We right? don't know. I, I feel like this is an album. It's eight songs. And I feel like that meets the requirement, mm-hmm. but it's got the worst album art I've ever seen. And like, it came out at a time where like, like rave culture was pretty big. And mm-hmm. like, that's what all the rave albums looked like. And I, I just couldn't understand why, why they settled on that album art. Oh, as I don't like, hate that album art at all. Oh, uh, it drives me crazy. Interesting. It, it turns me right off. But this is definitely the standout track from that album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the standout tracks for this band that's not on Twisted or Suburban. <laughs> <laughs> I like this album. It's it's a good album. But yeah, this is this is the standout track. This is This is the single for sure. This also could have been on the last episode, Mike. Yeah, it, it was a cut from the last episode for me. It was a cut. All <laughs> yeah. right. 
Valiant Thor took it over. <laughs> not, not even joking. <laughs> I love Michael J. Fox, the Hex Dolls, and Jackie O. Strung out.
Tell Mike it happened. Crossed over? Yeah, we cro- we crossed the streams. Jackie O? Yeah, Jackie O. That was that was oh, my next pick. That was my next pull. I had an audible if we needed. No, I've got an audible. Oh, okay. So it's not to worry. All right. Normally, like, I, I don't know if it's happened before, because I feel like it often, well, not often, but I feel like if it's going to happen, it would most likely happen to you. Because I always try and put the ones I think are going to be crossover earlier on. I didn't think you'd pull that one. I thought it was too obvious for you. Um, but clearly it's not. I just like to watch the world burn in the WhatsApp chat. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured like you must have a handful of audibles at all times. And, and how often do you pull those? Do we cross over much? Has it happened before that you just you, you pass over? You, you deal with it like a pro? Uh, there's a few times, a few times, every, ep- every episode I have at least one audible that I have notes on. All right. Just then, in case, just in case. Well, cause it's hard for you to cut it down. You're probably hoping that there's a crossover in there, <laughs> right? I'm just waiting for that audible to make my please, life easier. Please, please. Here's my next one. And this one is about a musician. I wanted to avoid the musicians. I know that they're, they're celebrities, but they're rock stars first celebrities. Second. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So this is not like a great rock star. This guy's arguably a a bit of a piece of shit. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I feel like not a lot of people write like real nice songs about celebrities either. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times it's, it's a distaste for that celebrity or, or rock star. They usually have it coming too. Yeah. Usually. Um, this song is, uh, is another acronym for you. Um, the acronym is FTN. Do you know what it stands for, Mike? I have no clue. Fuck Ted Nugent. Oh yeah. Ted Nugent totally deserves this. He's a goldfinger. <laughs> Open your eyes is the album, uh, which came out in 2002 and fast forward 19 years later and Ted Nugent is still being Ted Nugent. Yeah. And this song still holds up. Fucking Ted Nugent. <laughs> His latest stunt was, you know, being uh, a poster boy for the anti-vaxxers and then getting COVID. Those guys always seem to make it too. They do. They do. There's also some bonus marks in this song for a shout out towards Jennifer Lopez. So it's it's two celebrities for the price of one. <laughs> So there you go, Mike. It's two for one. A twofer. A twofer. As some hey? people refer to it yeah. as. FTN. So this one is about a musician who I think is pretty much universally liked. I don't think there's too many people that hate him. However, the song's not really about him. Uh, I just think it's hilarious. The band's Hot Mulligan. The song is called Featuring Mark Hoppus. Uh, I thought this was hilarious because... My, I was kind of fooled too. I assumed he was on the track the first time I heard it. I think it's hilarious to call a song featuring Mark Hoppus <laughs> and then not have Mark Hoppus on it. That is pretty good. I like that. I, I like that there was all these rumors later on that he played on it, that he might have played bass or played keys on one of the songs. Uh, so I think it's hilarious. I I almost feel like they need to do a song with him now. Right. And just to match Travis because he's in every single shitty radio pop punk song now. Everyone. It's like everyone. Yeah. Ugh. Makes me want to puke. 
got to make the bills, man. You got to make the money. You got to yeah. pay for the lifestyle. Yeah, those tattoos aren't cheap. No. Anyway, do you, I think Mark Hoppus is a pretty famous guy. I'd say, hey. Yeah, I'd say like any of those guys from from Blink-182. Like Blink, Green Day, Offspring. Those are kind of like the three, I think, that... People would know. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty sad about his cancer, but it sounds like he's getting through chemo. Yeah, I don't know why it, it hit me. Like, I mean, you know, people get cancer all the time and like celebrities get cancer all the time. But I don't know. That one seemed to be surprising to me. And maybe because... I just kind of feel like they're close to our age. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and, that's some of it. And it's weird when you like people you don't know get sick and you like feel somehow connected. Yeah. You know, even though you shouldn't. Yeah. They're like, yeah, well, like there's an old lady that's probably dying right now in the hospital too. But you're not like, oh, but Mark Hoppus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's weird. I don't know. Do you like this Hot Mulligan album? I love it. Which one is it? Is this the, the newest one? It's a new EP kind of thing. What is it an EP? It's what it's in that borderline. Oh yeah, thing. okay. Yeah, it is an EP, I yeah. think. I do like it. I felt like it was it was it had a little too much shine on it for me. Like I preferred the album before just for a little bit more of the raw aesthetic as opposed and it's not to say that that album wasn't polished, but I just felt like this one had that extra shine on it. That yeah, I think I think the shortness of it made it okay for me. Like right. because it's an EP, it was okay. Like this song's super produced, I'd say, but it's awesome. Yeah. Like whenever it comes on in my car, I turn it up. It's it's great. Especially that. Turn it up. Turn it up. What what Shut, episode was that? Shout, shout out, out to that episode. I don't know. <laughs> that one. <laughs> <laughs> FTN, Goldfinger, and Hot Mulligan featuring Mark Hoppus. Doesn't actually feature Mark Hoppus. <laughs>
thanks for listening and supporting us. Sorry about the break. Um, sorry that we were a little bit uh, off. You don't need to. You don't need to say sorry. No, for I'm, that. I'm saying sorry for the break. There's about five people who would probably be upset that they didn't get an upset August. Upset might be that okay. might be pushing inconvenience it. that they didn't get an August episode. I think even that, Mike. I think you got to soften that word even more. Okay. Slightly disappointed. Sure, I'll give that one. Okay. Slightly disappointed. To the yeah. five people we slightly disappointed that did not get an episode in, in August, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> That's only the second one we've missed in like seven years. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like other than December, but we don't count December because no. that's when you get the power hour. The power so hour. That one, yeah, we still do an app. Ep- well, you yeah. do an episode. You You pick up the slack. Anyways, I'll let you get back to it. Thanks to Nate for always doing all the awesome editing. Thanks to the WhatsApp group. Uh, it's always fun interacting with you guys and girls and people. Um, if you want, you can check us out on our website, www.highfive.ca. I just realized that the www is probably not needed. This isn't uh, 1996. <laughs> <laughs> I think in 96, they were still saying HTTPS yeah. colon backslash backslash. Well, you just go to our, the W. Just go to our GeoCities website. <laughs> You can ask Jeeves how to get there. That's a 40-year-old joke. Yeah, you get that Netscape going. (laughs) Uh, Check us out on Instagram. If you listen on iTunes, please leave us a nice review and rating. You can always get in touch with us via email or slide into our DMs. Nate uh, had to shut down his OnlyFans because he was getting too sexy. So that one's cut out. Uh, So just back to regular methods of conversation for us. Anyway, we do really appreciate all of you for making this so much fun. And uh, yeah, Nate, what's your last pick? Um, my last pick is is one of those ones I was talking about where they just put a celebrity name into the title of the song, but they don't actually refer to that celebrity. However, this is a little piece of CanCon. My second piece of CanCon. Shout out Michael J. Fox. This one's this one's deep dive in CanCon. This one's for the Canadians because the Canadians will know the second I say the name. Anybody else will have no idea. (laughs) Uh, The song is not actually about said celebrity, uh, but the name of this song offers a great descriptor as to what the song is about. Uh, The band is the Flatliners. The song is Hal Johnson Smokes Cigarettes. And uh, the album's The Great Awake. And you know right away, you know who Hal Johnson is. And the fact that they make a claim like that is just, it's obscene, it's ridiculous, and it's awesome. But the song is actually about heroes letting you down, which, again, like, I mean, come on. Is there a better descriptor for a song that's about heroes? I was letting you down. Uh, so for the non-Canadians out there, Hal Johnson uh, was this guy who, with his wife, uh, Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod, um, you have to say it together like that oh, yes. to remember it. Um, they had this little thing called Body Break, and it was like a public service announcement that would run across all stations in Canada, TV stations. And it would just come up, you know, as a commercial. And it would just be these two smiling idiots just doing different exercises and you know just being like get fit yeah get fit and have fun i think was the tagline like it was it was so cheesy and so canadian but it's like Um, in the canadian lexicon man like that's like part of being canadian you have to know what that is yeah 
Yeah. So you're probably putting the pieces together now uh, about a song about, you know, putting memories and expectations away and moving on from our idols. Hal Johnson smokes cigarettes. I'm sure you could Google body break uh, and and you could enjoy some of uh, some of Canada's best offerings. Did he did they show up in a Drake video? I feel like oh, there was, I don't know. I feel like there was something like that. They like like or did something and they made kind of made fun of themselves for it like not long ago. Anyway, did he really get caught smoking cigarettes? I, I don't think so. Oh. Like I, I looked <laughs> I looked out there to see if that if that was true, but I don't think it's true. I think it was just it's a really clever song title. Yeah, it is awesome. So my last one is a little off brand for the podcast. Uh, but I thought it was a good song because we're heading into fall here. I like that you're embracing the term off brand now. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the brand. As we head into fall. As we head into fall, uh, the band I picked is called First Aid Kit. Do you know First Aid Kit, Nate? I don't think I do. They're a band from Sweden that are two sisters and they play folk music that sounds like they'd be from like Tennessee or something. Hmm. Anyway, the song is called Emmy Lou. It's off their album called Lion's Roar. Um, this song references Emmy Lou Harris, Graham Parsons, Johnny Cash, and June Carter Cash. And when they were asked about the meaning of the song, they replied, this song is about the intimate connection you get when you sing together with someone. Johnny and June were obviously married, and although Emmy Lou and Graham never were an official couple, there are certainly rumors that they were. And to us, the song is saying, we may not be able to be together, but at least we can sing together. So. It's a really, really pretty song, uh, and I thought it'd be a good way to end the episode. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I like it because I haven't listened to it yet. I'm going to listen to it with everybody else. Yeah. But I like the sentiment of it, and I think it's it's a banger to go out on, Mike. Well, it's not a banger, but it's a it's, <laughs> it's the exact opposite of a banger. Oh, what is the opposite <laughs> of a banger? It's a, it's a quiet one to go out on. All right. <laughs> It's a whimper. <laughs> a whimper. No, it's a great song. I love it. Check them out. Hal Johnson smokes cigarettes, the Flatliners, and Emmy Lou by First Aid Kit. Thanks for listening. Stay cool. Be excellent to each other. That's it.
I thought you were going to laugh more at that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll laugh now. Is that work? No, it's done. (laughs) You done with your cup of soup there? Uh, I am, Nate. (laughs) 
Is it chicken noodle? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm. I'm just drinking chicken noodle soup. <laughs> More MSG than anything, but yeah, 